I'm in a place like the Sprigger Circle Pavilion. I mean, when kids are there, I mean, their eyes are like like plates. They are like huge and they are more receptive to all those different kinds. Oh, they really are. I see kids dancing to your performances on a weekly basis. <laughs> Yeah, that that I cannot see that. No, I I I'm playing facing the organ, but uh, that makes me really happy. And welcome to across the county. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. It's time for part two of my conversation with Raúl Prieto Ramirez. He is the San Diego Civic Organist for the San Diego Spreckles Organ Society. Let's get back into the conversation. Sprecklesorgan.org. What particular pieces, Raul, I, I notice ones that I hear more often than others, but are there certain ones that are near and dear to your heart, heart that you like to play on a regular basis? Oh, no, I changes. When I came, for example, the, in 2018, I was playing the Simpsons. <laughs> it was really fun. The Simpsons and the Pink Panther very often because it made people laugh. And I had audience on the stage for the Pink Panther. And I was playing some uh, romantic, some Mendel song, I remember, and I was playing some Brahms with it. And then I started playing that Macabre by Sensei, that is, I played like several times in the last three months, and some back pieces. So sometimes it, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's all about periods. There are some periods where I focus more on three or four pieces and besides other new ones. And then for next year, I'm already, you know, like last year I was playing pictures at an exhibition quite often, and I was playing Lip Prometheus and, and the Bohemian Rhapsody. And then for next year, I really, I really would like to bring some arrangements of ACDC. I'm working on a couple of arrangements of ACDC, and I would like to bring more Mendelssohn, and I want to bring more Wagner. So it changes now, and that's the point. I, you may listen to the same piece like twice in a month, but then you come back like three or four months later and there are new pieces coming. And that's, uh, that's how it should be, I think. I mean, I love ACDC. I cannot wait to hear your rendition of some of their pieces because oh, yeah. I am a big fan. I'm, I'm also curious, have you played on the organ? And if not, have you thought about it? One of my favorite composers is actually Gustav Holtz, and he does something called The Planets. Have you ever played anything from that? Uh, are you going to? Oh, not yet. We have we have um, Jupiter played in the summer festival last year. I have been thinking about, and it might be coming. It's one of those pieces that I'm going to have to learn. Uh, can't say wh- when that's going to happen, but it will happen. But I was going to tell you, uh, September 4th, Monday, September 4th, this coming Monday, we have the uh, Pavilion Rock Band. Uh, with me, which is a six-member rock band with uh, bass guitar, drums, uh, rock guitar, and three singers, and even a trombone. And we're going to start the concert with the ACDC, which it works very well at the Spring Instruments. So if you like ACDC, don't miss out uh, this Monday, September 4th, with the rock band at the Spring Instruments Pavilion, which is a very good rock band. I really recommend listening to that one. That's great. Now, when people think about, and I can't wait, I, I hope you do, you do do the planets and it's, it, it's coming very soon. One of my favorites, but most people think of classical, which I love. They mm-hmm. think of church music when they think of the organ. Now tell us mm-hmm. about the different genres that you play. If somebody has maybe never been down to the organ pavilion, we've talked mm-hmm. about some of the composers. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about some of the different genres of music that you play and why it is important. The why is very important you, that you do play different styles. I think it's important because those different styles represent part of what we call the music heritage, the heritage of, of humanity. So when you look at museums, 
the UCR museums, the sculpture, those those exist because it's considered that those paintings, those sculpture, they were the work of great effort by some special people, and they gave that to humanity, and it's worth uh, protecting those pieces so people can go and enjoy them. Then my question is, what do we do with music? So for music, like there are 16 museums in Balboa Park, there's this perfect circle. So what we do is we get those musical pieces from all over history and all over the world. And like, and like paintings or sculpture or any other piece of art, we present them to the audience. So my point is, I try to be as, uh, as much, I try to present as much variety as possible. And I keep expanding and I keep looking and searching for different styles and and Baroque and popular music. And I have a set of uh, arrangements of Native American pieces there uh, getting ready for in the next uh, few months. And so it's, I think it's, it's a, I'm, I don't think I'm bringing something to the people. I think I'm giving the people what belongs to them. That music belongs to them. It's something that is a, is a property of humanity. And my job is to research, find those pieces, put their work into learning them, and then present that community uh, event in which people can get to enjoy those pieces. And, you know, if some, pieces, some people discover something new and then they can go to YouTube, buy a CD, or get to know something new and broaden their music uh, enjoyment, that makes me the happiest person in the world. That's incredible. That's that's great. And, you, you know, I was going to ask you, how do you select the pieces that you play in your concerts? But but I think you just gave us a roundabout answer because all these different pieces, they they paint a picture. You used art as an example. And it's very true. It paints a picture of a particular period, not just in America, but in history throughout the world, the emotions that are behind that. And these are things that people can resonate with and they can paint that very same picture in their mind as they're listening. Yeah, exactly. And people need to understand that most most performers, we only get to play like 0.5% on the entire music repertoire for our instruments during our life. So we need to be very selective with what we play because life is short. So I try to present, even when I pick up on rock music or I pick up on pop music, popular music from different countries, I try always to look for the best of the best. Uh, so that's, that's the point. For example, we presented during the festival, uh, a Korean American composer, Tech Chu Kim. We presented two of his pieces and uh, one of them was completely new composed. We commissioned him to write a new piece for brass octet and organ that we presented on August 14th. It was a great success. People were on their feet. They love it. And it was just a new piece of music that never existed before that we promote to be created a nice property of San Diego is, is their commission and written for the Spriggan's organ. So we are not only uh, playing the music heritage, we are creating new musical pieces to be owned by the audience. Speaking of music heritage, you and I had spoke after a concert one day, and I, I, I think between myself, my wife, and, and yourself, we came to the conclusion, and, and I'm not going to get too detailed upon that discussion, that music was important not just to be listened to but to give be given to the next generation they need to be educated about music and its different facets and why it's important and generically speaking why is music education so important to you i would love you to be able to share this answer a little bit like i said generically speaking and would you say that your concerts that happen on a Sunday basis at 2 p.m. Again, people can check them out uh, when people come to see you, that that is indeed, it's part of itself. It is music education. 
Yes and no. So the, the point is, we since every position I hold it before I came here, I always develop an educational program, specifically working with the school districts. So I did so with the Spanish National Orchestra, and I did the same thing in Barcelona. And so and I'm trying to do the same thing here. So right now I'm in the process of developing the educational program. Uh, and we are in conversation with uh, some several foundations to provide transportation for kids to come. And it's, it's coming. It's coming very soon, a specific educational program for the schools. But in general, the Sprinkles Organ was donated to have this community uh, event around the, the beauty of music. And the issue is, is, since the 1960s, there has been a lot of money invested in developing what we would call like the music industry, something that didn't exist before. And as publicity changed, these companies now realize that people don't listen to music. They listen whatever they push them. So they just uh, get music which is produced as cheap as possible, and then they push that music into TV and radio, and, and then people end up buying it. And for me, uh, that's perfectly fair, but I think that really narrows a lot what uh, the enjoyment people uh, can get from music. And music, as I said at the beginning, it speaks directly to people's soul. When you, I remember, sometimes I play a piece of music and someone in the audience come and say, oh, I'm so thankful for what you made me feel. And I always say, I didn't really make you feel anything. I just played that music that created the circumstances for those feelings to come out of yourself. Everything you felt was inside you already, but you needed this music to make those feelings come up. So the point is when we narrow people's knowledge and people's availability, how available the music is to people, we're narrowing how much they can enjoy from their heart. When we broaden the amount of different styles of music people can get to enjoy, we're actually giving the opportunity to broaden the amount of feelings and emotions that they can get out of their heart. Um, music is really the art form that makes those feelings come up. And um, some people will go through their entire lives and they will never get to experience those feelings that were inside themselves. And that's why there had never existed a culture ever that didn't have music. It's absolutely in the core of, of humanity. So I think that answered your question. Yeah, you did. And I'm, I'm excited to see and I'll try and have discussions with you uh, off the air to, you know, to get a progress on that, you know, the, the educational programs. But that definitely yeah. answers my question. And yeah, I'm glad you that, you, that, that you see it that way because yeah. you're there, you're providing the music, you're providing the, the, the content that's been passed down throughout history. You're providing the stories. You're almost the vessel of... Uh, of the music itself so that people can, like you said, experience these emotions and see it in a way that they've never seen or heard it before. Yeah, exactly. And and with the school, it's so important because, gosh, music, there is so much music out there that can make us feel so many uh, honest feelings from ourselves. And and really, when, we, when people get to experience those feelings coming out of their hearts that without that music, they would never experience those feelings, that makes those people better. I'm sure those feelings make every one of us feel, make a better person. So reach out to the schools, make this music available to kids, support the teachers, support the school system so they have access to this kind of music in a much easier way. And in a place like the Sprigger's Regal Pavilion, I mean, when kids are there, I mean, their eyes are like, like plates. They are like huge and they are more receptive to all those different kinds. Oh, they really are. I see kids dancing to your performances on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I cannot see that. No, I, I, I'm playing, facing the organ, but uh, that makes me really happy. And 
Yeah, I think that's an in, so important part. And the Sprinkles Oregon Society, they are focused. They've always really focused on developing the educational program. We used to have one before pandemic, but there's many other things. The pandemic uh, swept that away. And I'm really trying to have a big comeback with a very sound, solid educational program. Well, I think you're doing amazing things. I know that those amazing things will continue. It'll take other directions and other avenues as you continue to be the civic organist for San Diego and the Organ Society to provide this great music on a weekly basis to people. Again, I want you, if you haven't already done so, go to spreckelsorgan.org, and that is the 501c3 nonprofit arm that has helped this organ continue to be functioning, to be performed, to have the great talents of Raul Prito Ramirez here in San Diego to perform these concerts for you on a weekly basis. And we want to keep this thing running and keep it worldwide renowned because that's the last thing I guess I'm going to ask you too. It's the, it's the biggest organ in, in the world. And I remember you telling me that there was a second one and that's in Austria. Yeah. It's the largest opener uh, musical instrument in the world. So there's no other, open air instrument that is not in a concert hall larger than ours. The second one is in Austria, it's in Tyrol, and they keep making theirs bigger. Uh, so when they do, then we make our bigger too. But a healthy they, competition. They, yeah, but the instrument is really, it's not really musically meaningful like ours. It's, it's in a village on a hill, and you can really, you cannot really enjoy music there. It's just a sound experience. Our instrument, what makes it amazing is that the pavilion is shaped as you know, like two arms embracing the audience. And that makes the sound of the organ although it's outdoor to be clear and to be musically meaningful. So we are one on one in a kind. We are totally unique in the world here in San Diego. I agree. Support the nonprofit. Again, spreckelsorgan.org. If you want to find out a little bit more about my guest, Raul Prito Ramirez, go to Raul PR. Dot com. That's RaulPR.com. He's also got an Instagram if you want to check him out there. Raul underscore P Ramirez. And find Spreckles Organ on Instagram as well, at Spreckles Organ. Raul, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart as my final recording of season four on Across the County and of Across the County. It has been a real treat to wrap up the show with you talking about the Spreckles Organ Society and to talk about your work and why music and the organ is so important. It has been a real honor and a real treat, my friend. Well, no, it has been an honor to, to talk with you and, and be the last show. Hopefully, hopefully we'll listen way more of you. <laughs> I think it was, it was a great experience and I still thank you for, for this opportunity to actually spread the word and let people know about this incredible uh, nonprofit and facility. Uh, amen, my friend. It won't be the last time we talk. Things are going to be changing, but uh, you can't keep a good man down. And uh, with my new opportunity, looking for other ways to, uh, to, to broadcast and to get great organizations like this and people like yourself recognized and noticed. Thank you once again, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Noah here and across the county, spreckelsorgan.org. Please check out my guest and friend, Raul Prito Ramirez, raulpr.com. Noah here and across the county, it's been a pleasure.